Welcome back to part two, as my friend reveals the shocking truth about sexual frequency in a relationship, in a marriage. We're going to listen in as he's describing PMAS. So if you're listening and hear this for the very first time, don't steal his idea. Plus, he's an attorney. I love his definition and he describes it in detail. But also, I want to share with you why I enjoy having him on my podcast is because he's raw. He tells the truth. He reveals the truth of what it's like to be married as a Catholic man. And you don't have to be Catholic to be able to relate to what he's saying. What I enjoy about his message is because he's a good man. He loves his wife. He loves his family. And yet he reveals the struggle. He's not some guy that's a player that's out there looking for women every night. I mean, I'm just being really honest with you. He's a good man. The divorce rate is very high. We both believe it is important to reveal the truth and to discuss the truth so that we can come together, discuss the issues, and resolve them so that we can have a wonderful relationship with our partner. We're going to jump right in as he's defining PMAS. Is that I didn't realize how dark it was when you were kind of off that high. I call that the PMAS, the post-marital act syndrome. It, it happens, for me, it happens after about four or five days, and then it gets steadily worse. I pretty much have experienced that on a weekly basis for the last 20 years to the extent that I don't recall having sex with my wife under circumstances where I wasn't dealing with the frustration of abstinence at the time like it was always it's always really wonderful when it happens but it also comes within the context of being oh finally right like that and I don't know what I I think perhaps I'm scarred internally from that because I I cannot unassociate intimacy with that horrible feeling of of longing and needing a sexual release and not being able to have it as soon as you would like. Like I have very, it's almost as if the moment my head hits the pillow after my wife and I have been intimate and you're there and it's like you're like uh like like that's the best feeling in the world right there right in the back of my mind the clock is already running and i'm like (sighs) i'm gonna have to go into the darkness again before i'm back at this place like i can never avoid that darkness and and that darkness is not just the lack of intimacy and the pent-up sexual frustration for me for the last 20 years it has also been darkened by by thought of sin and the fear of sin and am I lusting you know almost invariably it gets to the point where you uh masturbate or do something like that just to release the tension a little bit and then you then you're left feeling depressed about that and anger angry at yourself and that whole roller coaster of bad negative emotions and oftentimes a trip of trip to the confessional seems to I associate that with every time I have sex with my wife like it is I cannot unassociate those things and I at times and Joan and I talk about this a lot like I just don't understand I don't understand why it has to be this way and not not so much why it has to be that men have to have these kind of unquenchable sexual desires and sex drives and women especially once they have babies and all that have a much much a lesser version of that like that 
that disproportionality between us is one thing, and I, I have my questions for God about why it is that way, but I, I can even accept that. But what I, what I just struggle to accept is why we're told, supposedly, any sexual release, any whether it's masturbating or mutual stimulation to orgasm with your wife that isn't, isn't uh, associated with, with intercourse and ejaculation that way, that we're led that you cannot do that and you're somehow selfish and sinful and degrading the marital act if you do that. That is the part of this that I cannot for the life of me understand. I I just, you know, for me, so right now I'm in the PMAS period. It's been uh, about nine, ten days since my wife and I had sex and so the last four days have been real shitty. Complicated by the fact that I've been traveling for work and I've had some really stressful days which just compounds to the stress and uh, the desire to be in that bliss period and to be able to get a good night's sleep and be armed with positive attitude when you have to confront some challenging uh, professional obligations and instead you're muddling through it frustrated and depressed and, and downcast a little bit and not sleeping well and I've had a lot of that in the last, so it just feels like it's been an eternity. And I've been rejected a few times in the last few days by my wife, uh, who was not in the mood or not feeling well. And I'm not even here to, I'm not even here to say that she should have, but very confidently say that I've reached out and, and have made myself available for that and have been rejected. And so then my options are, do I just suck it up and live with that suffering or can I release some of that somehow without feeling guilty about it and I'm tired of feeling guilty about it I don't know why I have to feel that way like <laughs> there were periods in my life where I just stopped feeling guilty about it I'm like I'm not going to live with this I'm not going to just live under this cloud of, of um, guilt and shame all the time and so I just stopped caring and I just did it and but in the back of your mind you're like why does it have to be this way? What if I'm wrong? Am I going to go to hell now? Is my wife going to go to hell because I'm going to hell? Like all those things go through your mind and they bring me back to the same question is why? Why am I forced to go through this painful process that alienates me from my wife? This does not draw me closer to my wife. This does not make me a better husband. I am more a father. I am more irritable. I'm downcast, I'm, I'm impatient, like everything about me right now, I don't like. I'm almost certain that I would be a better person if I could, during these times, release some of this sexual tension without feeling guilty about it. And I would love to do that with my wife. Man, oh man, I would love to do that with my wife, and I would love to bring her to, to that. But we have these rules that says we can't, or some say we can't. And that's that's just sort of the sexual component of it. That is not even the other stuff that that was remarkably shocking to me, and I know Jonah has expressed this, about how unusually hostile and full our wives can be to us. Whether it's hormonally or not, the fact of the matter is, is that they can treat us 
treat us in a way that I would never treat anyone else, and I don't think they would treat anyone else. And if I weren't married to them, if I wasn't married to my wife, I would never be friends with her if she was going to treat me like this. Like, I, I would find different friends. And I, now, I am relatively confident that there is a sort of an evolutionary or biological reason for that, although, <laughs> I don't know doesn't necessarily make the pain go away but at least provides a meaning for it but you know i i really never thought that marriage i like i i always knew that marriage you know you know through sickness and in health and good times and in bad like we all know that there's going to be tough times i didn't realize it was going to be this intense and this constant and I don't think that our experience is that unusual. And, and, and if anything, I, I suspect our marriages may be less filled with that than a lot of people. And that's really a, that's a sobering thought to have. You know, I was once, I mean, I was in a seminary. I was in the seminary when my, when I met the woman who would become my wife. And I left that and it was a, it was a difficult decision to make. And I, and it really wasn't, for me at least, it wasn't, celibacy didn't scare me that much. I mean, I think we all have, you know, we're all men. We have hormones and we, we have this desire for, for intimacy. And even if we don't, we've never experienced it, we know that it's good and that we will enjoy it. But that really wasn't top of mind for me. It was, um, I was very comfortable making that sacrifice, so to speak, <laughs> sacrificing sexual intimacy to carry out uh, a religious vocation <laughs> what i didn't realize is that <laughs> i wasn't really going to be sacrificing much like <laughs> i were talking about this like knowing what i know now taken as a whole i'm convinced the celibacy is easier and less painful than than marriage now it doesn't mean it's I mean, I think it would be lonelier, like there's a level of companionship, but it's a blended companionship of, of, of joy and hostility. I, I really feel that the, the lows of being sexually intimate with someone outweigh the highs to the extent that being celibate and not, not really dealing with either of those sounds very attractive at times, and if I could, if I could take a pill or I could flip a switch and not have really any sexual desire and in exchange it means I could never have sex and but also never deal with PMAS I, I 99 times out of 100 I would take that deal the only time I wouldn't is if I was in bed with my wife doing the deed uh and even then I don't know <laughs> I'd have to think about it uh and really the only thing that gives me hesitation about it is the fact that I have beautiful, wonderful children, some of which came into this this uh, world because I have this insatiable sex drive and a wife that occasionally gave in and, and got pregnant when we weren't trying to. And so I, I, I will say that marital intimacy and all that is amazing powerful experience that cannot be replicated anywhere else but it carries with it so much pain and emotional and spiritual turmoil that i question whether it's worth it or whether uh, it just seems like it completely offsets the value um and i'm dealing with that right now so that so uh, i'm 
I'm dealing with PMAS frustration right now, so maybe that's coloring my judgment and my comments, and I know it does. I talk about these things different, with a different tone when I'm in this, this spot now than if I'm two days after being intimate with my wife, but man, marriage is hard, sex is hard, natural family planning is hard, abstaining is hard. I, I had no idea it was going to be this hard, uh, and, and it's sometimes, well, I think, like Jonah likes to say, there's merit in suffering. I, uh, there better be a lot of damn merit in this suffering, because I just could do without it. I would do, <laughs> I would gladly take on a lot of other things if I didn't have to deal with this. And the, and the part of it that makes it so, so problematic isn't the abstaining itself it's the constant moral battle you have of how do you conduct yourself when you're in those abstinence periods and if if as is pretty common you reach a breaking point and you uh masturbate or something like that now you're left with the dilemma do i have to go to confession can i go to communion first and even if you're okay i'll go to confession like like, I'm telling you, it is not fun to go into the confessional and talk about that sin, as common as it is. And and at times to get a priest every so often to, to lecture you about what a weak, um, selfish, immature man you are. I'm like, you just don't know, okay? You don't know why why I do this. When I, It doesn't happen very often, and when it does, it's because I just need... A little res- respite from it, but you can't really convey that. At least I- I'm conveying this to you now. If you're a priest listening to this, this is not this is not me turning down my wife and then going hiding in the closet and jerking off. Like that's not what happens. It it happens when it happens. It happens because we've exhausted our other remedies, been rejected a time or two by our wives have nuts that feel like coconuts and attitudes that are just bristly and I just don't want to feel like that for a short period of time. It's a it's a short-lived relief. So unless you keep doing it over and over again, it's not long-lasting and and but uh when it happens, that's why it happens and and you know, quite honestly, I'm 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 pissed. I'm pissed that I have to feel guilty about it at all. Because it would be, a, it would definitely make this process easier if I didn't have to feel guilty about that much. Because it ain't replacing my wife's body every single time. I will choose that over that. But uh, that I, I don't get. I can only request. I <laughs> it takes two to tango, and oftentimes our wives don't want to tango, and so you you're left with being miserable a lot, and. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced if you're celibate, you don't know what this is like. Like, you just, you, you cannot relate to this. This has gone on long enough. It's been kind of grumpy, uh, but that's what happens. I get grumpy when I'm in the PMAS phase, and I'm uh, I'm heading down the highway towards, uh, towards a hotel room that I'll be spending the night. I have work tomorrow. Uh, I'm already not looking forward to the demons that w- await me there because... Uh, that's when it becomes the hardest to say no. Uh, and again, I wish I could just 
my attitude would be very different if I could just go there and be like, okay, this is okay. I'll get there and take care of business, get a little respite and to take on tomorrow and come home. And maybe I'll be able to come home and my wife and I will be able to do that. Like it would not take away the pain, but it sure make it a lot easier. I'd be a lot more pleasant person to be around. And, and, you know, today I was hanging around with my wife and she was in a good mood. I was struggling mightily to, to be pleasant in response not that I was angry at her but it just this weighs you down like it it's uh, hard to be affectionate when you're already feeling this way um, because it, it just all you can think about is, is getting out of this for a while and, and um, so I don't I don't like any of this uh, I did not uh, I did not sign on for this. And I did not see this in any of the fine print of all the marriage materials we got before we got married. And so, shame on you that uh, that uh, kept this from us. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that to the next generation. So if you are, if you're uh, not yet married, and especially if you're a wife, if you're a woman, you can make your husband's life so much better. If you ask him about this and let him convey this to you, I'm not saying you got to just satisfy his every desire, but if you could be there for him and allow him to uh, share this burden with you and, and, and be received with love and, and appreciation for him being uh, vulnerable with you, you have no idea what how valuable that that act of kindness could be to your husband and if you're married any woman that hears this please please share this with your husband and ask him about it I guarantee you he's feeling the same thing and you could give your husband such a gift if you invite him to open up about this and if he it, and if in that process he tells you that he is, you know, has a masturbation habit or porn or things like that, if you can let him say that and not judge him or get self-defensive, but if you can love him in that, you will give him such a gift and you will have, you will have done something for him that most husbands never experience. So I want to encourage you and challenge you. If you if you're a, if you have a husband and you're never had this conversation with him, bring it up and, and give him this tremendous gift. I would love nothing more than for other couples to have this be an opportunity for them to 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 share a level of intimacy and and um, charity that they may never have otherwise known so uh thank you for listening uh i hope i hope this message hits someone that can benefit from it and if you do uh think about me pray for me and jonah so that we can be um honest and transparent and helpfulness and, and pray for our marriages pray for our wives and until next time everyone have a good one now that was raw wasn't it and vulnerable. 
That took a lot of courage to be able to record something like that. And I really appreciate him allowing me to air this for you because I think the more we can talk about it and discuss it openly and with our partner, the better relationships we're going to have. And I did mention the other night I was going to air this a couple days ago, but I have used up all of my storage for the month between my guest and Marcus. The system wouldn't allow it to be published until today. Thank you for being patient. I really appreciate it. And make sure to look at the show notes because I'm going to start adding some resources for you. And so you can just click the links and you can order whatever you'd like. I'll gradually be adding those to the show notes again. So don't forget to look at those. If you haven't hit the follow button, make sure you do so you never miss an episode. If you haven't rated this podcast yet and you enjoy it, please give it a five star. That way more people will find it a lot quicker. And don't forget, if you want to get on my calendar, just email me. I'll also in the future have an easier link because I've been told it's not easy. (laughs) So I'm going to have a link that's going to be much easier for you to follow. I appreciate you hanging in there with me. Have a great night. Be sexy and have fun. Bye now. (laughs) 